Hi, Don Thompson here with another podcast for you today. And today's topic will be pretty interesting, I think, and it has to do with dealing with your shadow self and how to, you might say, work with your shadow self to become more whole, more complete by admitting or accepting your, your shadow self. So the, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, when we're thinking about the shadow self is, well, what is the shadow self? Does everyone have a shadow self? Have certain people overcome their, their shadow self? I'm going to be keying off of a um, blog, uh, a recent blog through Hack Spirit that was written by Jude Haler. So I have to thank Jude for her blog. And she also references uh, her teacher uh, as well. Um, and uh, her teacher is Ruta Yande, uh, who has a series of videos uh, about mindfulness, about working with your shadow self and, and other techniques. But let's, uh, let's just go over a little bit of what, uh, what Jude has to say about the shadow self. And then I'll, I'll be, of course, you know, chiming in on my own thoughts as we go. But the first thing that, that she says uh, that we need to do, or the second thing really, is you have to identify what the shadow is. And you can tell that, uh, you know, you're dealing with your shadow self when you have certain beliefs that come to your attention, such as I'm not good enough, or I'm un- unlovable, I'm flawed, my feelings aren't valid, I must take care of everyone around me, or why can't I just be normal like everybody else? These are things that help us to identify our our shadow selves. But the fundamental thing that we need to do uh, is really, uh, you know, according to to Jude, and I, I, I really truly believe this, is that you have to believe you are worthy and that things will get better. And I, I think this is, uh, there's a certain amount of faith involved in this effort, uh, in my opinion. So, um, Jude says the first step in overcoming your shadow self is taking back your life and to acknowledge that you are worthy of good things. So you have to feel, you know, essentially good about yourself and you have to feel like you're worthy. And you have to be willing to overcome this feeling of low self-esteem. You have to be willing to identify the shadow and then start paying attention to what you feel. You know, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling it? And then you can wait for answers. Uh, the answers will often come from your own psyche. You could call this this the soul. You could call it the psyche. You could call it the subconscious. You could call it the... God, you could call it the goddess, you know, whatever you want to call this source of answers. They will they will come to you if you ask. Sincerely, I believe, you know, you will find answers coming to you because you're giving yourself a sense of compassion. You're investigating your feelings objectively and with compassion. 
You're taking a look at yourself, taking a look inside yourself with compassion. And that's a really important aspect of shadow work is you have to look at all aspects of yourself, including what you would call the negative side of yourself. And uh, you have to, you know, have compassion. Carl, Carl, well, Alan Watts actually said this, uh, and this, he said this about Carl Jung, the, the famous uh, psychotherapist, who, who often dealt with this issue of the shadow self. Jung was the sort of man who could feel anxious and afraid and guilty without being ashamed of feeling this way. In other words, he, Jung, understood that an integrated person is not a person who has simply eliminated the sense of guilt or the sense of anxiety from their life. Someone who is fearless and wooden and a kind of sage of stone. No, th this is not the way it is, according to Jung. He is a person who feels all these things but has not, uh, has no sense of recrimination against themselves for feeling these things. This is what Alan Watts, more or less, has said about Carl Jung. I paraphrased a little bit, but you get the point. Is being an integrated person, it's, it's being a whole person and accepting all aspects of yourself, including the, what you might call the shadow self, these dark feelings. It doesn't mean you act on them necessarily. It doesn't mean that you're going to go act out your negative emotions in the world in a negative way. That's, that's, that's not what we want to do. Uh, what we want to do is we want to pay attention to the side of ourselves and give ourselves compassion and not feel guilty for having these feelings or sensations. And sometimes mindfulness, you know, it teaches us that these thoughts really, you could say in a way, are not our own. They, they are not what we are. And I think to identify with negative thoughts uh, can also be problematic. Um, this is this is Don speaking here, not uh, not, not Jude. Uh, so in my mindfulness training with uh, Tara Brock and Jack Cornfield, we we went through a process of of, of recognizing thoughts, uh, but also looking at them almost objectively from the standpoint of they they aren't necessarily us so we can let them pass through us we can let them move through us like like uh, the wind um, we we don't have to necessarily attach ourselves to them as being uh, us as identifying with them um, jude also really you know talks about focusing on the breath and meditation as a way to really deal with uh, your shadow side because when you breathe you produce energy for the body and the psyche this has a direct connection to your sleep, digestion, heart, muscles, nervous system, brain, and mood. All of these things, indicates Jude, will be or can be helped simply by focusing on your breath. And this is a big part of mindfulness, of course, is, uh, you know, when you meditate to breathe, uh, you know, with your uh, self, you might say, breathe with yourself mindfully. And then to use the breath as a method for meditation. Mindfulness of the breath is, is really, you know, Mindfulness 101. And you can go back to earlier podcasts. I have a specific talk about mindfulness of the breath that you can take a look at. And, uh, you know, once you ease into this mindfulness of the breath, you can direct 
your thoughts, uh, your compassion uh, towards specific areas of the body uh, in order to uh, bring those areas of discomfort, for example, loving kindness. So again, the breath is a way to uh, bring your energy in a positive way into those areas of your body that are, might be physically manifesting what you could say are shadow aspects of yourself, let's say anxiety or fear or repressed feelings of guilt or whatever could be manifesting themselves on some level in, in the physical body. And so what breathing allows you to do and mindfulness of the breath is to take a look and feel those sensations and those emotions mindfulness of the emotions again going back to the initial um podcast that i did mindfulness of emotions going back to the first couple of weeks breath emotions thoughts these are all basics of mindfulness that i would urge you to go back and take a look at if you're just joining this podcast you might just go back and listen to those because that'll set up a foundation for you for mindfulness and for exploring the shadow, for looking at the shadow side of yourself and, and, and actually beginning to heal that side of yourself. Some techniques you can do or you can journal. You can write yourself a letter. Uh, again, as we've indicated, you can meditate. I mean, you can meditate using the various mindfulness meditation techniques that are outlined in the first three or four episodes of this podcast. You can allow yourself to feel. And, and importantly, you can notice your dreams. You know, be mindful of your dreams. Be aware of your dreams. Don't let your dreams slip by as, you know, meaningless. When, you know, oftentimes dreams are speaking to us. They're trying to tell us something. They're, they're really evoking our deepest emotions and fears and anxieties. And we can look at our dreams um, and really, you know, use them in a positive way. Carl Jung said this about dreams. The dream is the small hidden door in the deepest and most intimate sanctum of the soul, which opens to the primeval cosmic night that was soul long before there was conscious ego and will be the soul far beyond what a conscious ego could ever reach. So, dreams really, you know, touch and are reflective of our deepest psyche. And if we listen to them, if we look, if we just observe them, if we acknowledge them, and we don't think of them as being trivial or unimportant, this will help in terms of shadow work because the, the, the subconscious really does come out through dreams. I, I do a lot of dream work. I really try to focus on my dreams and to look, look at them daily. Every night I will wake up from a dream and I will note it and I will think about it and I will try to Consider what is this dream trying to tell me about my current situation? As a matter of fact, a, a series of dreams I've been having recently prompted me to do this particular podcast because I felt that my shadow was trying to tell me something about my fears uh, of failure, really. And so, um, you know, rather than run away from it, I figured, well, why not tell people about it? Why not deal with it? Why not look at it? So uh, these fears of failure, these, these, these fears of being unworthy, these can be, you know, held within the psyche and the subconscious. And really, you know, they can limit us. They can cause us to uh, feel like we reach a ceiling that we can't go beyond. And, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, we can or maybe we should. So um, I think that, you know, all of these techniques are great. And I really do, again, want to thank... Uh, 
uh, Jude for her uh, wonderful uh, her, her wonderful uh, blog, which I will post uh, inside of this podcast. You know, she does wind up by really encouraging us to nurture our inner child, perhaps even uh, use hypnotherapy to to build a relationship uh, with uh, your inner child. And uh, so, you know, all of these things can be a, a, a pathway to healing in uh, a pathway to working with your shadow self. So for, for my for my uh, you know point of view, just to sum up from from my uh, perspective here, I, I think the shadow is something that we all have. I mean, I notice it in in all of the people that I deal with, including myself, of course, I'm dealing with myself every day, 24 by seven. But um, I, I, I do see it and notice it and and uh, in, in others around me that, you know, you have to feel compassion for ourselves and for others. And uh, because, you know, I, I do think that we, we can limit ourselves in ways that's, that's not productive. And if we can be more gentle with ourselves, if we can be kinder to ourselves and we can allow a sense of acceptance of these things. Again, we don't have to act out the negative. I'm not saying to do that. I'm not saying that's a good thing. Even though in psychotherapy, oftentimes uh, they will have you act out uh, negative emotions in a in a very physical way. Sometimes, you know, I remember in therapy they, they used to have us uh, hit pillows. You know, for example, you know, you get angry and you hit the you let the the visceral sense of the emotion come out, but on something that's not going to be harmed by that action. You're obviously not wanting to hit your child or hit, you know, kick your dog or hit your wife or anything like that. That's what happens is violent actions come out of this repressed or suppressed shadow self. And uh, it becomes, you know, really evident also on a, on a social level, the violence that can happen socially where the shadow side, there might be, you know, very, very real and, and uh, you know, press, uh, really pressing problems in society that require us to, to speak up um, but on the other hand, we can speak up in a way that isn't violent. We can speak up in a way that isn't going to hurt somebody physically. We, we don't want violence in the world. We, we should try to get rid of it, really, I think. We should try and channel, um, you know, dealing with negativity and negative problems in a way that can be resolved in a non-violent fashion. And I think that's important for shadow work. I think it's important for any kind of a social movement. I think it's important for nations dealing with each other. So this, this, you know, the shadow can be manifest in very, very dark ways on the global stage. You could say war itself is a manifestation of mankind's shadow. So uh, if we can bring the light of compassion, the light of acceptance, uh, and the light of kindness to these things, to our shadow, I, I believe we can make some progress both with ourselves individually and also socially and also, you know, on, on the world stage, if leaders can take this to heart. Uh, I'll leave the podcast at that. I appreciate you listening so much, as always. And uh, I look forward to uh, speaking with you again soon on the next podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.